join me in the prayer for illumination. Lord. Well, some of you know uh, that Thursday night in the Lemons house did not go according to plan. Uh, our youngest daughter uh, sort of aspirated on uh, some throw up and it was very scary, right? She turned sort of ash gray and drove over to the ER and then uh, she started responding better there and then we uh, went up to the hospital up in Houston where they kept us for observation uh, overnight and uh, everything uh, turned out okay. Uh, and it was, uh, it was really the best possible outcome for the terrible circumstance we were in. Uh, but I found myself having these awkward conversations with like nursing staff and doctors as they come in. And they'd be like, um, so, you know, what do you do? They ask my wife, she goes, I'm a genetic counselor. And they're like, oh, medical field, great. And they look at me like, what do you do? And I go, I'm, I'm a pastor. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh, okay, talk a little bit about that. And then like, oh, so, um, are you, uh, you got church Sunday? Yep. They go, oh, are you, uh, are you who, who's preaching? I was like, me. <laughs> and they're like, well, can't you call somebody else? I was like, no, no, it doesn't work that way. I cannot. And here I am in these circumstances uh, that really are just kind of sucky, if we're honest. And I'm like not feeling especially hashtag blessed. Uh, and I got to stand up in front of most people on Sunday and talk about what does it mean to be blessed by God. And I'm like, I'm not really feeling all that blessed right now in this moment. The irony's not lost on me. Uh, thanks, God, for the irony. I appreciate it. And, you know, it, but it got me thinking that I've had numerous conversations with some of y'all these years that I've been here at Chapelwood. In living rooms, as, uh, as a loved one is dying, just feet away from us. 
I've sat bedside with some of you as doctors have delivered bad news. I've prayed over some of you who have ongoing diagnoses. I've, I've sat and held hands with people who are attached to life support, not feeling especially hashtag blessed in those moments, right? And where is God's blessing when life goes not as expected? So I began to think about this a little bit, right? Because I got to preach on Sunday about blessed. And I'm in the pediatric intensive care unit, not feeling blessed, right? But I got to preach on this. And I'm thinking about it. And I'm wondering, is, is, does God still bless us in these moments? Am I still blessed? Was I ever blessed? Am I cursed? What am I in this moment? And you know what? I began thinking, you know what? I am blessed. Quite frankly, I am. We live just really an hour away from the world's largest, best medical care. The world's. Not like Brazoria Harris County best or Texas best or U.S. best. The world's best medical care. Some of the best doctors in the world work in Houston. What a blessing it is. We happen to find ourselves in Lake Jackson where international companies like Dow, BASF, Olin, and others happen to be here. And what a blessing it is for those companies to reside where we live and to do business here. And a blessing it is for us and our families and our community. And I began thinking about what are other ways that I'm blessed? And I was like, well, the Patriots lost. I am clearly blessed, you know? <laughs> Truly blessed. It's a beautiful thing, amen? And so I was thinking of all the ways, truly, that we are blessed as a community and as individuals. And I can go on and on about all the ways that we're blessed here. And I wonder how many of us take our fortunate lives and our fortunate situations for granted. And I wonder why it is so hard for us to see God's blessing in our lives. It's like we suffer from this sort of spiritual myopia, this sort of nearsightedness. Like we can't quite see God at work, and so it's like he, God must not be really blessing folk right now. God's not blessing me because my vision can't see it. We suffer from the sort of lack of perspective in our life. Clearly, if I don't have $15 million in my bank account, God's not blessed me. And so we uh, sort of have these spiritual blinders on. We get into this solipsistic mindset where we think it's all about us. And I got news for us, folks. It ain't all about you, and it ain't all about me. It's about what God is doing in us. But when we start focusing in on ourselves, we lose perspective, and we get this sort of spiritual myopia where we only see us and our circumstances. And clearly God hasn't blessed me because, 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 because. And I think Abraham suffered from that sort of spiritual myopia and lack of perspective as well. You all heard the story, and you all know Abraham's story. He's an old man, an old man. And God says, I'm going to bless you with kids. And he goes, ha! Yeah, right. That's stupid. You're silly. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that, God? Do you know how old I am? I don't have any kids right now. How are you going to do that? And God says, well, I'm God, so I can do it however I want to do it. I'm all powerful, and I can bless whoever I want to bless because I'm God. Are you going to argue with me? And Abraham goes, oh, okay, point one, you, all right? Abraham's zero, God one, you get it, right? He, he gets it, right? He begins to get it, but he's still wrestling with it, and he can become sort of fixated 
on the how. How are you going to bless me? How are you going to bless me? He wants to know this how, and God never reveals the how. God says, that takes faith. You've got to trust that I'm going to bless you. And Abraham, it's not really in the text, but I think it's a question behind the text. I bet you Abraham's wondering, all right, that's fine. Great, God, I'll take your blessing. But if you're going to bless me, why aren't you going to bless them? Or that person? Or my neighbor? And God says, well, I'm God. I can bless whoever I want to get, uh, bless. But it's a good question. And I'm going to bless you so that you can turn around and bless others. That's why I'm going to bless you, Abraham. And he wrestles with this, does he not? He doesn't know quite what to do with it. So friends, today I have good news and bad news. Normally I'd ask you which one you want to hear first, but I have it written down here, so I'm going to go in the order I wrote it. (laughs) All right. So the good news is that we, like Abraham, are truly blessed. We live in a time in human history called the Great White Peace by a lot of historians. There has not been a major war amongst the great powers in almost like 70 or 80 years. That's unheard of in human history. It is technically the most peaceful time to be alive ever. We don't have a Mongol invasion coming. There are not crusades. It is literally the most peaceful time to ever be alive in all of human history. We are blessed that we are not in the midst of a gigantic war like we have for the most part of human history. We are blessed that we live at a time where we have created the most wealth in all of human history. Gross domestic product is at an all-time high. Never in the history of humankind have we seen so much wealth, ever. We live at a time when we live just miles away from the most advanced medical care in the world. They can almost bring you back from the dead, quite frankly. It is powerful what they can do. We have sequenced the whole human genome. We know bits and pieces of what it does. We know what you are down to your little DNA strand and all of that. Never in the course of human history has this ever happened. We live in a time where we are truly blessed. But I got bad news because it's written down here. (laughs) I got some bad news in that really we are in danger of squandering it. Are we not? Nations are on the brink of war, almost to slip back into total oblivion that things have happened before in past human history. We know all too well about Vietnam, World War I, World War II, the Civil War. These things are dark, dark things we do not want to go back and revisit. We live at a time where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and everyone in between is getting squeezed for every penny. Your dollar doesn't go nearly as far as it used to. And we are at late-stage capitalism, and it is bad, bad news. We are in danger of squandering the blessing that God has given us, both as individuals and as a community. And the question that we have to wrestle with today is, yes, we are blessed. And so what are you going to do about it? Why are you blessed? Abraham knew why he was blessed. God told him, I'm going to bless you so that you can turn around and bless others. Imagine if Abraham had squandered his blessing. What if he said, it's all for me. It's so I can line my pockets, build my barns, build my towers, and be blessed. He would have squandered it. And we are in danger of of, that stage right there. We are in danger of squandering God's blessing. So how in 2020 can we sort of take a deep breath and lean in to God's blessing? Um, if it is truly not about us, 
if we need to rid ourselves of our spiritual myopia and get some perspective and recognize that, yes, we are blessed as individuals and as a community, what can we do to lean in to God's blessing in 2020? And for that, I have three takeaways, some things for you to practice as a way to turn around and take the blessing that you have and bless others. All right? We can do this together. The first one is defer to the other. It's deferring to the other person. I know at HEB, when you have your cart with your frozen pizza and your beer and other things, I think people drink and eat more than that, but that's all, yeah, okay, you get the idea. When you're at HEB and the self-checkout line is there and you make eye contact with someone and you're like, I am going to beat you <laughs> to the self-checkout <laughs> line, right? This is an opportunity for you to defer to someone else and be a blessing in their life. You see that mom wrangling four, five, six, six kids? And you're like, but I have to go, kickoff is in a little bit. I have to get home. No, this is an opportunity to bless somebody else because God's already blessed you. Defer to the other. Let them go first. Stop signs in Lake Jackson will be a complete mess from now on because Chapelwood folk are going to get to the stop sign and defer to the other. We're going to say, you go first. You go first. Imagine what our culture, what our society, what our city would look like if we began deferring to everybody else in 2020. If we said, no, you matter. You go before me. You go ahead. You do it. What do you think when we defer to the other? We lean into God's blessing. The second way, two, two, the second way that we can lean into God's blessing in 2020 is hard. It's hard. It's give the greater. It's give the greater. When you sit down and you've had your meal and you open up your wallet and you open it and there's a $5 bill and a $10 bill. Now, some of you uh, for, who are, I don't know, born after 1995 or younger, uh, bills are paper currency. They're, they're green and they have a bunch of dead white people on them. Uh, that, that's what they are. Those are, those are our bills. Uh, it's money. Uh, so when you open up your wallet and you got a 5 or a 10 and you're wondering how to tip that person, Give, give the greater. Give the greater. Because what that does in that moment is it breaks the hold of materialism on your heart. It says, I don't need this as much as they probably do. It tears down your barns, and you say, you know what? I'm going to bless somebody else because God has already blessed me. Which leads me to the third point. How can you lean into God's blessing in 2020? And that's pay it forward. You have to look at that org chart at work. Who's underneath you who needs help coming along, developing the resume? They need help training for that interview. You're going to write the letter of recommendation for them because your other supervisor, you know that they don't like them, and they aren't going to write the letter of rec. So you're going to write the letter of recommendation and help them get that promotion in 2020. Some of you were mentored in organic chemistry, microbiology in college, and you remember the personal, you know what, that was. <laughs> to get through that class and get a C, woo, microbiome, I made it, right? You can call our college students and say, I understand, you're in engineering, whatever, and you're in a chemistry that I don't understand, but you do. Say, how can I help you? How can I help you? By paying it forward, by mentoring you through that hard class. For the Loving BISD, is an initiative that we have where we partner with BIS, uh, uh, the BISD school district. We're looking for folks to mentor kids in math. We're looking for folks to come into first grade classrooms and read. That's one way you can pay it forward. Because someone did it for you, 
teachers sat beside you, were patient, they read, your mom and dad sat down at the dinner table and taught you math, you can pay it forward. Pay it forward in 2020, because it's not about you. It's about how you can turn around and bless others, because you've been blessed by God already. That's what 2020 can mean for us. This life is not about us. It's about God, and it's about everyone. It's about what God is doing for everyone. Life's not about what you accumulate. It's about what you give away. The person with the most prizes at the end of life still dies. (laughs) Bless somebody else. You can't take it with you. When you look at your investments, and you might, the markets are going crazy, I know. You got this little investment thing on the side, and you're like, I didn't eat, I forgot about this thing. I invested it, and now it's like, I don't know what to do with that money. Give it away. Give it away. You forgot about it. You don't even need it. There are so many ministries. There's a food basket. There's a pregnancy help center. There's people suffering with cancer. Pick a nonprofit, any of them, and give it away. And it'll be the best money you've ever spent. I guarantee it. You give it to those, those ministries and you say, go. God's blessed me. And I need to turn around and bless others. What would our community look like if we deferred to others, if we gave the greater, and we paid it forward? It would be radically changed because we'd be a blessing for other people because God has blessed us. And so may the Holy Spirit come and break our spiritual myopia and give us perspective on how God is moving and alive and active here in this community. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.